<laughs> hola. It's all of y'all. I'm not sure if this is all of y'all, but like know. we're having fun. And um, so welcome. Thanks for listening. I'm Beth, and this is Marisol, and we're going to be talking about some... About my personal life. Your Marisol's personal life, and uh, which is always interesting. It's an interesting story. <laughs> I thought we were going to be talking about like the Golden Globes or like we our, our resolute, you know, New Year's resolutions. Although I don't really have any, but um, we can or something that, like that. Because I have some recommendations. Okay, well, okay. Well, maybe talk about like what we're watching or reading yes. or loving. Okay, but I want to uh, start out with um, you know one of the things about us doing a podcast separate and Marisol's podcast yeah. is um, you and I have a lot of similarities and we have not differences in, with negative connotation, but we're just, a, I'm divorced. You've been married 25 years this year. 25 years this year. Um, I'm dating. You're not. <laughs> I am. Are you dating your husband? I'm definitely not dating. <laughs> and so I wanted to, I just wanted to talk, I wanted to talk about dating because I am a 42-year-old confused woman <laughs> and um, post-divorce. I'm going to reference a couple of things. So I, I, I want to tell the story of Dan Savage because he's someone that we both listen to as right. a podcaster. He's a great podcast. And he has this you could YouTube it um, video where he discusses the price of admission in, in, the, in the realm of dating, like you describe it better. Well, you know, he says the price of admission, everybody has a price of admission to be with that person. And it can be a friend or a boyfriend or somebody you're dating or like even like family members. And it's like what you're willing to pay to be with that person. And sometimes the price of admission is just too high. And so you're not going to be with that person. And sometimes it's something you're willing to pay. Yeah. Um, and so, and so, you, I would suggest watching him say it. He does, he he does it very articulately, and right. you know. Um, but I use that as you know in the dating world, like what's the price I'm willing to pay to date someone? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I've been divorced. I don't even know how many years. I'm bad with numbers and dates. <laughs> facts. <laughs> well, it's funny because I just got today on Facebook when I was looking at this morning, it was a, a memory from four years ago today. And it was you and I at the Book of Mormon in New York. Well, we have to know about Book of Mormon. At the end of so, um, so that was four years ago. That was four years ago today. And so that was sort of the beginning of the end. So you've been divorced, what, I don't know, three, three years. years. So separated yeah. four because that yeah. separation was after that. <clears throat> separated right after that. I might be wrong on the date. I think you are. <laughs> um, so, so I've been, but I've been single. It feels like I've been single for years to me. Um, I have three children, and so almost all of my decisions, important decisions in life, I go to my kids. Not go to them, literally go to. But like, like make them with them in mind. What, yeah, every decision I make is with them in mind, and it's certainly is good for me. You know, I don't introduce them to people I date. Um, they have, which this is one of the questions I have. Is that a good thing necessarily? I, I, I've done all the reading. I know that you shouldn't introduce someone. The debate is between six months and a year to your children because they get emotionally attached. They are watching everything. And unless you're willing to 
say that relationship is one that you want them to replicate. Right. You don't want them to see, see that relationship. So that's a good guideline for me. Um, I had one boyfriend for a year and a half, and it was a very – his name was – nicknamed Sven. Sven. His code um, name. Code name. And the second question I had was – you know, when I started dating him, when I dated before marriage, there's no Facebook, there's no um, Tinder, <laughs> there's no <laughs> smartphones. I'm really in, no, I'm like, I'm I have a foot. Cupid. Yeah, I have a foot in this old way of dating. That that's how I was taught. That's how I was conditioned. That's the story I was told. You meet someone, you don't sleep with them for three days, <laughs> three days, <laughs> and then you're dating, and you're you're on the path to forever. <laughs> that's that's how I feel I was conditioned for relationships and I, you know I don't know if that's a true story or not because now I'm 42 post divorce with three children and I'm like I'll I don't the price of admission is very high for me it seems like to enter a relationship is that am I saying it correctly or is it low high I think, no, I think the price of admission is high. Like, you, there's not going to be a lot of people that you're going to enter a relationship with. Yeah. Right. Is that what you're saying? Basically. Yes. Like, I can't. Yeah, so it's high. The price of admission is high. My children are teenagers. Two of them are teenagers. One's going to be 10. Um, I don't, as of right now, I don't see a situation where, you know, I could have a gentleman sleeping overnight. And I know other people do, and I'm not judging them. Everyone, you know, is in different circumstances. Um, so I keep that very separate yeah. from my kids, um, which is, leads me to so the first date I had with Sven. I got a phone call from a few friends who heard I was going out with him to warn me of <laughs> his history. I still went out with him. I heard everything they said and, um. You know, I'm a big believer in redemption. I'm a big believer that we're all flawed, you know. And I was going to judge him based on how he treated me, not on the gossip. Right, I remember that. Even though the gossip <laughs> was all true, he admitted to it. Right. It, that's what made me want to go out with him, that he was very vulnerable and, and shared all that with me. So we had a, a great relationship, a bit tumultuous at times, um, I'm going to insert right here, this is an explicit episode, so if you were related to me, stop. Um, we had a great, great relationship. I was not ready for long-term uh, forever. Right. I, well, and you, I think the thing about Sven is that, like, it, he came on the scene really fast after you were separated. Like, after you got divorced. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you think that, but, like, I remember thinking, wow, I mean, like, you thought he was a really great guy, and so I just thought that, like, it was really fast to get really serious. And I think I resisted. Yeah. Because I remember I resisted the title. I still yeah. resist the title girlfriend. I, I hate yeah. it. I'm like, I'm not 12. I yeah. You're not my boyfriend. But that's where I'm at. Now I'm, like, struggling with what it looks like, and I think what I want to talk to you about is because... I feel dating now is very non-traditional for me. Like, it mm -hmm. looks nothing like I just described how dating was yeah. when we date. When, right. 
um, dating now involves, in my experience, it involves the internet, <laughs> it involves okay. smartphones, a lot of texting, a lot of texting, a lot of um, people from the past trying to find out who you are. Um, I I don't feel like I stalk people like a Facebook stalk, and I, I'm not judging people that do. Eventually, I might go and look on a person's web, you know, Facebooks, but I think I would. I, this is just a theory. I don't know if it's true, but I think like twenty-year-olds maybe do. Like that's just part of it. Like they go back and look at who they're dating, ex, you know, like right. And then they look at all their their Instagram feed dating. and all of that a, I, a lot. Yeah, I, I don't feel like that was around. Not just the technology, but that level of knowing about someone's past wasn't available yeah. to us. And I think that leads to a lot of drama. Yes, but I don't know. I don't know if this is a theory. I think that. Or maybe I'm just attracted to drama. I, I don't know. There is a, you know, I would say some people in my book club seem to suggest that my life is very dramatic at times. And I don't know if I bring that in or if I, you know. Right. I, we were talking about like, is, are you the common denominator of the drama or are you just I attracting am. the drama or is everybody dramatic? Or is that like, dating what nowadays? Is, it's one of the three. So with Sven, I you which know, I can see it going either way. Well, it started out, you know, dramatic that way. Ended up having a relationship that, you know, fuck it. So it was many stories can come out of that <laughs> relationship, um, and it, it ended dramatically. We're still friends. It's all good. It took a year to almost a year to not date. I left that relationship, and I was like, this is just. Right. You know, I can't give my heart. It was like, I still needed to work on myself. Went out with people. Went out with a lot of people. But I didn't, I didn't, um, right. emotionally wasn't, involved right. with anyone. Um, went to India. And when I returned from India, I realized that I, I missed companionship. I missed that one person, that morning text, that evening text, the... Who I go to, right? I, you know, just sort of yeah, somebody yeah. to be there. Um, and then I didn't want to do the, I didn't want to do the online thing anymore. I didn't want to. Um, so I started dating. What's our code name for him? Well, I called him Daryl, but like I think that that's fits. A name. okay. So Daryl came on the scene um, in November, in my scene, and I met him. Um, I was it was glorious. And I was going with another a female friend to see a movie, and I like to meet people. I've learned to meet them very quickly, not to get into like a texting relationship, to then meet them and be physically disappointed. Right, or like you realize you don't have anything. Like, yeah, when Sometimes you're face to face. Yeah, it's it's very you know it's very easy to get emotionally involved with someone in text and to meet the person and not be physically attracted to them. And to me, physical attraction is you know important. Um, does that make me a bad person? <laughs> no, I think that it's important to everybody. Okay, so <laughs> not just you, Marisol. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I met him, Daryl, and we connected, you know, very quickly. I told you. I mean, we had like a long, and we still do long hours of conversation. Great conversation. Very yeah, I went like very quick. Quick. Zero to sixty. Very quick. To like, it was like a John Hughes movie. Yes. I was like whew, all in. I was Molly Ringwald. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, that's exactly what it felt like. It's very 
early in the relationship, I start to get texts from a friend of his. And I don't know how to describe it. I don't know if to describe it as... I wasn't stalkerish at all. I felt like she was trying to let me know. I think she was like, I think she was reaching in. She was reaching in to your relationship with him and just sort of letting you know of her existence. And like, I read the text and they were all very, I mean, it was, it was so easy to read what she was trying to say. And she was just trying to mess up. If you're a man and you read it, you're like, what? (laughs) Yeah, it was, yeah. Like, yes. But it, it got just, crazy. It got, and then it quickly ramped up to crazy from yeah. there. A lot of and alcohol was, involved. and With me? No, with her. Oh, like, yeah, there yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah, there was alcohol involved and some texting. A lot of texting and... Um, and just... Just drama. Just drama. Just trying to... Well, like, she... Or, you know, even when you first started going out, I think she, like, told him mm-hmm. some... The first night. The first night he came over... Um, at my house, and we had met a few times, I think. And she sent a text, which is my introduction to her. I hadn't really heard of her, didn't know her, couldn't, you know. And it's a small town, 100,000 people, but we've been here 16 years. Yeah. We're both in the around the same age group. Yeah. Um, and she, she sent him a text when he told her who I who he was dating, that was really harsh, really sh- slut-shaming me. Did the text come when you were together? Yeah, he was here. We were cooking dinner. I, <laughs> yeah, we were cooking dinner. I mean, that's like, uh, yeah, that's like, definitely reaching in. Like, that's yeah. trying to reach into your she's like air quote date. Me. Like, you know, he's over here hanging out, and she's reaching in, trying to be here with you, which... Well, she was, well, she, no, it's more than that. She was, like, fucking putting me down. Yeah, she well, was, yeah, and like trying to like she basically said don't be divisive. Yeah, between don't. You. I, well, I've heard this was uh, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like don't sleep with her because you know blah blah. blah I heard this and that and the other, and you know I'm perfectly comfortable talking sex. Yeah, you know that anyone who's <laughs> been friends with me in, in a car ride oh, with yeah, me longer than an hour, I can. Uh, yeah, I'm just interested in the topic. I have. Um, I'm not, I, I feel no shame. I feel like I am selective. Um, everyone that I have relationships with people, but I'm okay with short-term relationships. I'm okay with like, like the people I dated in 2015. It wasn't, I didn't go, I'm not a bar hopper. I'm in bed by 930. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like the oldest 42 year old. Um, I have very limited time to date. I date on Wednesday nights and every other weekend. I don't get a babysitter when I have my kid. You know, I, I'm right. I don't have that lifestyle. Right. So she was like basically reach. You know, she was texting she was him things that me. were weren't even uh, true. Weren't, weren't even true, but just trying to. But it still know. hurt my feelings. It's, yeah, it was still drama. I wasn't getting the reaction from him that I thought was deserved of the moment. But that might be my historical stuff coming up. Um, anyway, that was example one. There was, like, two other women, I would say, that kind of were circling around, too. Because we were just dating. Like, it's, you know, we just met. It was, but I think they could sense that he was coming off the market. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, get flurries, you know. And they were checking out my Facebook stuff, the podcast, my web. Like, it got weird for me. It got weird. Um. 
Yeah, there, yeah, it was with like high drama. It was a high drama for in my social life. Um, and that's eventually what kind of ended the dating. Like we're still friends. Um, you know, I don't know what the future holds for us, but I was like, okay, I just yeah. Miss well, and I think it's part of the story, just to, like, say what ended it. And, of course, I know, like, more of the story, but it was just a lot of crazy. Mm-hmm. It was just and too, I didn't too even many. end it after that last crazy. Right. You're talking, because that last crazy happened. The crazy you we're talking about right now, that's crazy number one, right? Right. Which was the most intense of the crazy. But that happened before the holidays. And he and I kind of, we broke it off around that time. But then he came around, um... On Christmas, when I was very depressed, and and we had a great time. We he watched Frozen, Prime Prejudice, Prejudice with me, and I, I do I I do think he's a good guy. I think he's a but he has all these crazy I don't want to say the word <laughs> <laughs> um, around him. So I ended it. And so what I wanted to talk to you about is I'm kind of at this point where I'm not sure if and you might not have the answer. <laughs> I'm sure I don't, but like, but I just kind of feel like I think I have to reconfigure what I think relationships look like. I don't think the traditional relationship, your traditional, me being non-traditional, is going to work for me. I, I've tried it. I've tried it multiple times, and I have a hundred percent failure rate <laughs> at traditional relationships. And um, I am the common denominator, and I'm not putting myself down. I. Honestly, even in this state of depression, like hangover, I still think I'm an awesome catch. Like, that was born from, you know, my... Right. And you are. Yeah. So, what does that mean? You're just not... Things... I I think that because I have kids, and I don't want to mix... I I have no absolute desire to ever blend a family. Yeah. Unless they're, like, college age, where they can all, like, have conversations intellectually stimulating conversations and know how to behave. At this stage, you know, we've read that book, Sibling Rivalry. Mm-hmm. I don't need any more <laughs> no Sibling Rivalry to come add into the drama. So I, I you know, and they're, my kids are, the older two are 14. But then on the flip side, it makes me sad because I think, do they have an example of a healthy relation? I, that's really important to me. And I don't know that they have that. I, I don't know yeah. if I can give that to them. Honestly. Yeah. Because as of right now, I can't. And I don't know if that's mommy's fault or the pool of, you know, Salem in Wilmington, North Carolina. But I just think that I might have to look at relationships differently, which is maybe they're short term. Maybe they're, they only last a few months. Maybe I just, you know, um, and when they need more, when the, the partner I'm with needs more of a structured one, term relationship that's the end of it right? <laughs> there it is yeah and, you know I but I don't know that seems sad and depressing too so I don't know I don't know that you know you're looking at me like <laughs> I well I'm not I'm not sure exactly what the question is I know I just <laughs> I, I think are you asking for like permission for that no I I does that sound normal and sane? yeah I think so it's kind of hard to step outside you know, the way we were raised and the ideas. Well, I think that, like, if you ask, like, any married woman in, well, I'm going to hugely stereotype, but, like, if you ask any friend of ours who's been married a long time, 
if when they wanted to get to like if they were going to get divorced would they what would they see for themselves i don't think anybody would say i'd want to be in another long-term monogamous monogamous relationship really? i want to get married again you think so i don't know see i i don't know like i feel like a, the divorce women i encounter want want that they go to no, well that's maybe that's just sort of like a grass is greener kind of thing they go so. two different routes they either want that stability and 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 that's complicated and i don't mean to sound judgmental at all but they want to jump into a relationship very yeah. quickly and a lot of that i think has to do with security yeah um and necessity and desire you know just to divorce is hard especially if you have kids and being a single mom's hard i don't think I don't have those needs. Like, I don't need a man to take care of me financially. <laughs> There's one person out there who might be listening to this and giving me the finger right now. Um, right there. But I don't need that. Only for five years. Well, but, so, but like, so what do you want? Like, if you could have the perfect world, what would you if want? I had that you, magical one. Yeah. I do think I want a tradition. I would like to fall in love and love to have a partner that I felt worthy enough to include in my life with my kids. Right. And that's only happened. And that sounds really harsh. Yeah. I had not happened. So that's the price of admission. They have, you know, um, they have to be, your relationship has to be good enough and they have to be a great enough of a person to have their shit together, have their shit together, not be a train wreck so that like they can be a part of your kid's life in a positive way. And mm. so I think that's just a, tall bar at this stage. So I'm going to die alone. You're not going to die alone. <laughs> but um, but I think that will happen. But I just think you've had, you know, a couple of weird experiences. Am I attracted to the weird drama guys? I don't know. Are you? Like, I was actually really, I mean, like, when you were telling me some of the things about this, Daryl, I, you know, and then there's not that many, like, great guys out there like you know that there's um I was really impressed that you actually broke up with him because um because there's you know the you really liked him a lot and you know he was a lot of fun but like the red flags around him were just waving <laughs> everywhere and it would have been like really easy just to yeah like discount them but uh, yeah. they, the red flags came the way I described it they came out and started dancing together <laughs> they held each other's hand and got in the circle and started dancing but it would have been easy to ignore them because it wasn't anything about like you know the relationship between you two but yeah. anyway and so with Sven like when you look back on it on Sven? on Sven like do you wish that you had like never met him Oh, no, no, no. So no, then... No, not at all. Each, everyone, even my ex-husband with the, you know, divorce and everything, they're, all the, those relationships um, taught me something. I mean, really, like, I, I, if you can tell, I'm a bit introspective yeah. and analyze shit to death. And I look back and I look at my own patterns in those... And, I mean, it boils down to, I think, and I'm not trying to be sad or maudlin. Maudlin? Yeah. Or, how you pronounce it um but I, I you know I honestly feel like um that being together and having a boyfriend or a lover I mean I could do that one well but or a spouse I get married again which even still makes me like ugh, 
the thought of it. <laughs> um, it's just not in the cards for me. So yeah. um, right now, maybe in the future, but I don't know. I don't know. So, well, I think there's your answer. Like, you know, they all, like, even Daryl, like, taught you something. Well, taught with him, I, I thought about what I think. It was fun for a while. It was fun. It was good. Still, we're still friends. We're still, still friends. And you never know what the future and might hold. I don't know what the future might hold. But, um, yeah. I just think that, um, it's funny because my 14-year-olds are starting they they don't either either one of them don't have a boyfriend or a girlfriend but um they're starting they're they, it's like watching a fowl or a baby deer or whatever you call it, like trying steps a fall yeah a fawn <laughs> it's a fawn I'm sorry <laughs> I knew I was getting it wrong but um like taking baby steps in the whole yeah. like social dating yeah. pool and I'm like I think I'm just gonna sit back and enjoy and watch and you know. But I don't think I'm going to give them that example right now of what a relationship <laughs> looks like because I wouldn't want them to um, emulate that emulate one. Emulate that, yeah. But I do, like, my daughter will tell, like, she'll get in the car. She's in middle school, and she'll get in the car, and she'll be, oh, my God, so much drama. She'll tell me. And I've noticed a common thread is this the technology, like, you know, the Snapchat or who didn't get invited to what or blah, 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 blah. And it's like, maybe it's not me. Maybe I'm not a magnet for drama. Maybe that's just the life we live in. And, you know, that's how dating now is. I don't know. I think that, like, knowing everybody, everything about everybody is just a recipe for drama. Yeah. I mean, we just, that, back in the olden days, before all that, we just didn't know, like, what, what was going on? What were people saying? People didn't know a lot of people. I mean, like, now the kids, you know, like, the kids in in high school they um you know they know everybody we didn't know like we they know everybody from every school um they're all friends with each other and they sort of know everything that's going on with everybody and um and it's just i think brings out a lot of like like drama um and just makes it easier to to be drama filled and so this is also something that um, you guys might not realize, but that um, Marisol leaves me all the time here and just tells me to fill time while she goes and does something, like goes to the front door, or right now she's in the restroom, and um, and she'll just like, leave, leave. <laughs> See, on my journey out of depression, I'm hydrating. That's like... And I'm like, what? Okay, all right. You can edit. And then she's like, yeah. And then my favorite is where you just like turn it off and start recording. What? We're recording. Well, I think my my dating life will be ever evolving. Yeah, I wish I had more answers. I don't really have any. I think you have the answers. I think you're gonna have fun and just have like long. Like, not to quote Dan Savage, but, like, you're just going to have all these relationships and that don't work out until one does. <laughs> and, and you should just enjoy them. And you should just enjoy it. Like, <laughs> one day they will. and My Prince Charming will come. You're, well, yeah, maybe. There, I have a funny Prince Charming story. And then we can end it and talk about our recommendations. Okay. Um, I was in India, and we were on this beautiful river, uh, the Ganges River um, view. And... We were sitting on these rocks, and the person that we came to practice with was on a rock. It was it was very you know he was talking. It was very interesting. Um, 
But as we were settling down, this frog starts swimming, um, and you can see the water's very clear. And a friend of mine says, hey, Marisol, like, yells really loud. She's like, there's your Prince Charming coming. <laughs> and I was like, I actually kind of got embarrassed, like, you know, like, oh, like, yeah. And then, like, 20 minutes later, she fell <laughs> and broke her ankle, which is not funny. But I remember thinking, oh, it's karma. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's not karma. I love you, Dale. It's not. But um, so, did you kiss frog? No, I've kissed many, many frogs. <laughs> <laughs> I've kissed frog. And with that, okay, recommendation. Um, what are you? What are you listening to, reading, watching these days? Sorry. The, I have a, I do have, I heard one podcast. It's not a specific show, because sometimes I think there's so many shows that people, to you know, mm-hmm. won't find what they want to listen to. But sometimes I listen to specific episodes, and I'm like, oh, this is a really good episode. Yeah. This is a, a Joe Rogan podcast. He's a, one of the big podcasters. Um, you'd have to go look for it, yeah, but he interviewed Lance Armstrong. It's like, oh, okay. it's like, I feel like it's a long one, like two hours. It was like I was doing a deep cleaning in my house. Yeah. And, no, and actually the cable guy was here, and he he was listening to it, too. <laughs> it was really good. Because good. it's been, it was in the 90s when all that stuff happened with Lance Armstrong. And it's him talking today and going, looking back and where he, it was really interesting. Um, very interesting. So the Joe Rogan, Lance Armstrong that's podcast. Cool. All right, I would, cool. I would suggest that one. And then, um, I don't know if you're on this bandwagon, but I, I think we're late to the, the murder, making a murder. Making of a murder. Actually, yeah, I was actually just going to, that was going to be mine, but I can't really say I'm on the bandwagon because I just watched the first episode last night. Okay, the first one, the, if you haven't seen it, I strongly suggest it. This is how I... I've heard nothing. I've heard people, like, raving about it, the, so... And I did, too, and I was confused when I watched the first one, because I was like, okay, I can't do this for two more. Well, I felt like they did the whole thing. Like, okay. I'm like, that's the whole the story that's... is over, and, like, yeah, okay. Well, I, I figured it, that out, I figured but... it's... Like, the way I would describe it, it's like watching it being on a roller coaster. Like, the first, second, and even third episode, you're kind of climbing up. And then by then it's like, whoosh, 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 and it takes you. So um, that's that was my other recommendation. Okay. Oh, well, that's good. Okay. Well, I just started watching that, and so I'm on. Like I said, um, finished episode one, and where I thought it was great. I was ready, to, you know, ready to watch it again. But yeah, it's like I knew. I'm like, how how is this going to be like 14 episodes when they basically tell ten, yeah. pretty much the whole story? So. Well, I think I mentioned this to you earlier, but, like, I've listened to a podcast that I've been enjoying called The Dinner Party, and um, I think I came across it because it, it came across in some email, like, you know, 10 podcasts you need to be listening to, and it's really, they break it up into, like, you know, pre-dinner drinks and, you know, main course and after dinner, and, like, they have, um, you know, the one 
they'll start with like a joke. And I guess it's just supposed to be like, you're supposed to be able to like take some of the information they give you and go to like the dinner party and have something to talk about. Um, so they have jokes, they have small stories. There's a section in there where a guy comes on this, on this particular one, I can't remember his name, but he came on and he had three different music suggestions, you know, like one for the beginning and one for the middle. And it's really entertaining. And so I've enjoyed it. Um, and sometimes they have a guest and, but it's, it's good. It's worth a listen. The dinner party. The dinner party. And, um, I just finished reading After You, which, did you read Me that, Before You? Yeah. yeah. Jojo Moyes. Yeah, Jojo. Um, it's, uh, Jojo Moyes wrote After, uh, Me, Me Before You, which is about the, a woman in London who... Is that the parap- the, Yeah, she, t- she's a, basically, is the caretaker for a paraplegic and... He is wanting to be sorry in a s- hope. Shh. We're not done. Almost. Oh, We're um. He wants to be like. Uh, he wants to do assisted suicide, and so it's sort of that story. And it was like it was really good. huge. And they've made a movie out of it. Oh, did And it's coming out in two thousand. It's coming out this year. But so this is the sequel, and it was good. It was good. I give it a good solid B. Did you read and then? By any chance, see, the, I know you like her as an author. I like her too. Emily Griffith, something um, borrowed. Yes. So, yeah, so that's one of her old ones, something oh, borrowed. I think that's the movie. In the movie, it has Jason from The Office, Kaczynski, I don't know. Uh, Jim Kaczynski yeah. and um, uh, the Kate girl, Hudson. Kate H- okay, so you've seen it? Yes, I, I, yeah. Because I read the book. So if you read the book, it's. I thought it was... I thought it was a good book. I thought it was a good yeah. movie. I don't remember the movie ending the way the book. I don't remember because I read the book a, a while ago. Right. But it's two best friends from childhood. One is a big personality. One is more um, submissive in their relationship yeah. dynamic. But they love each other. But, you know, it's a toxic friendship. Right. And so this, the more passive one is in love, uh, you know, unrequited love or silent love with her, like, law school, like, buddy. And he ends up getting engaged to her best friend. Yeah. yeah. And then they have an affair, the shy, quiet one with the her, her original crush that her yeah. best friend you know, and then chaos ensues. And then chaos ensues. So I watched that. I was watching it, and all I kept thinking is, I just want the gym. Because it's because Like I would, if that that's, I, I've always been attracted to that character. Like, well, yeah, I don't want this one. <laughs> the other two guys that are the romantic guys in there that they sort of end up with. You know, spoiler alert. You know, it's not the gym because he's yeah. he's no, left out the call. And I was like, <laughs> he's like the steady Eddie, like good guy, like yeah. yeah. And I was like, I want the steady Eddie, good guy. Like, <laughs> I, can't I don't want the drama filled <laughs> sleeping with you know the two friends guy. I want him. <laughs> he's like, no, okay. Um, but yeah, that I I saw that and I was like, oh, like I thought it was a good movie. Um, and a good book. I read the book a while. Like, I haven't read anything worthy. Yeah. Uh, everything I've been reading right now is, like, work and work school yeah. related. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to try and, um, like, do some, get a little bit more reading done this year. It's not a New Year's resolution, but, like, I always start the year out strong and then end it weak, but... 
have a lot of books I'm, on the, my in goal, the queue. I know. I don't have the... I, we talked about this, not on a podcast, but we talked about we don't do resolutions. Like, Resol- did yeah. you ever do resolutions? I'm sure I did. Yeah, but like I don't really particularly remember that. I just remember the feeling of... I remember at some points even doing like 12. Like I was yeah. writing, I'm writing them down and posting them yeah. on my computer. <laughs> I have had those years. Um, and I always remember that inevitable, like, fuck yeah. that shit. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not going to happen. Forget like, it. And just, you know, so I don't do resolutions anymore. I kind of do mantras a little. Like, I yeah. feel like sometimes there's a phrase or something that's kind of like circling about. Yeah. And it'll land and I'll, I'll meditate on it. And so that kind of came around New Year's, which was discipline, which I have not been practicing <laughs> at all. <laughs> and then it's yeah, I always, I mean, like, if I do have some lame ones, say, I never, like, they never end up getting done, like, uh, uh, you know, I think I've had this, it's not really a resolution, it's more of a goal, like, to have, like, my pictures organized and, like, digitally. You've had that one for, I don't know, like, I don't, <laughs> probably I, since I went to digital photography. I knew before yeah. you went to digital. Yes, and so, like, I I pretend, and I usually get a couple of little things done every year, but no. No. Yeah. Uh, no, and so now I don't even really pretend, but I've, like, so given up, like, what that's going to look like, but I just, uh, I take a lot of photos, mm-hmm. so it just sort of, and I get really annoyed when I can't find the photos I'm looking for, so even digitally, you can't find them, so, uh, I don't know, I've given up all resolutions, but... It's 2016 is going to be a bit. It's a big year for me because my husband and I we are both turning 50, and we're also celebrating our 25th wedding anniversary. It's been 10 years since you both turned 40. It just yes, it has. Yeah, it, has. it has been. So and then, I didn't go to your 40th. Because you had Lola. Lola. Well, yeah, and I was, she was in the hospital. Yeah, she, she had surgery. And I remember you coming to visit. Yeah. I was like, and I, it was a surprise party. Yes. And I, it was the night of the surprise party. And I didn't know if you knew. I did not. That you were soon to be. I had no, that was like the only time I think I've ever really been surprised. super surprised. Yeah. And so I told my husband. And my friends, no surprise parties. But I, um, so yeah, so big, and like, so I'm just sort of looking forward to my son is graduating from high school. We'll be going to college this year. So this is 2016 is going to be a fun, like, year. And I'm so, instead of like resolutions, I'm just sort of enjoying it. I'm just going to look forward to enjoying the year and like everything that it brings and basically trying to fit in everything that's going to go along with all those things into a busy year. So, so yeah. I'm looking forward to, I'm looking, my kids will be in high school next year. They'll be in, a, at least two of them hopefully will be at the same school. I have three kids at four different schools. One of them goes to, <laughs> yes, that's, that's, that's why I listen to so many podcasts because I'm in the car yeah. a lot. Um, so, yeah, that's what I started listening to because I had three kids at three schools for two years, not, I don't anymore, there are two, three kids at two schools, but, like, I just, and, you know, then the older one drives, so, it, my driving has, it's amazing, the difference yeah. that, like, a couple of years can I'm make. I'm in the thick of it. I, I You're in the thick of it, uh, especially the whole drive, like, the time in the car, it's yeah. just, the, the, I had a funny mom moment, I can end it on that. Yeah. And you get a kick out of it, so it's cold today. 
right? It's what, 35, 45 this morning? Yeah. For so, us, it's cold. For us in, in South, it's cold. And it's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful not day. a cloud in the sky. Um, so I have to drop off my son first, the way it works. And my girls are getting ready while I'm dropping him off. And then, you know, they're 10, 14. I expect them to brush their teeth. Brush their hair, get ready. dressed, yeah. you know, and that's how I've raised them to come <laughs> to the car. Um, and so they did. And um, my little one comes out. She's, she's nine. She's gonna be ten next month. Super cute. She's wearing one of those toboggans uh, that looks like an animal polka dot multicolored <laughs> that goes all the way down her arms, so she can put her hands in. Yeah, like, I just wanted, cute. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to like eat her up. She came out looking so cute in the big white polar. In a um, polar style looking <clears throat> jacket. I'm like, check appropriately dressed child <laughs> driving to school, driving to take her halfway to her school. She takes off the jacket because the car got warm and she's wearing a spaghetti strap shirt. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, it was just one of those mom moments where it's like the, the whole decision making process was Lola. <laughs> <laughs> it is winter. Why, why did you think this was? Uh, yeah, you know. And then it was like, do I go back? And then I'm like, if I go back, the second one's going to be late. She, where she goes to school, she gets late. It becomes a huge mess because then they call you and yeah. they think it's truancy. And, um, then it, you know, my ex will text me. You know, <laughs> something wrong. And it, it's just so. And then I thought about it and. I was like, you know what? The natural consequence will be she will be. Well, she had her coat, so when she's she outside, she'll be warm. But it's it not really appropriately. It's not appropriately dressed. And But the mom issue was, it's never, my fear isn't my child. Like, I don't think she's going to get hypothermia. Yeah. My thing is, what are all those teachers and other mothers? <laughs> They're going to think, look how her mother let her leave the, the house. house. Yes. <laughs> So, for anyone who saw my daughter's day, I just want you to know. You were not aware until halfway to school, and you made a decision made a based on the information you had to keep on going. <laughs> well, this has been fun. Another fun uh, podcast, and um, hopefully more to come in the new year. Well, thank you for listening. Yeah. So, adios. Adios. <laughs> what, how, how do y'all say goodbye? Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. <laughs>